0: Welcome to America's Horse on America's Trail with the Mustang Discovery Ride. I'm your host, Julianne Neal. Over the next 12 months, we'll be following tip trainers Hannah Catalino and Lisanne Fear, along with Abilene, Bagheera, Chili, Cody, Finn and Rosette, and of course, Fire and Caillou, as they cross the American Discovery Trail on a quest to bring attention to the plight of America's Mustangs. With a goal of 5,000 miles, 5,000 Mustangs, the Mustang Discovery Ride team hopes to bring attention to adoption into appropriate homes for these living legends. We hope that you'll join Hannah and Lisanne on this journey of a lifetime by following the Mustang Discovery Ride podcast. Enjoy the ride! In this first podcast episode, you'll meet Hannah Catalino and Lissanne Fear, the two women who will take you on one wild ride over the next year. We'll also introduce Lisa Dearson, Executive Director of the Mustang Discovery Foundation. Lisa Dearson of the Equus Film and Arts Fest, but also the new executive director of the Mustang Discovery Foundation, along with Hannah Catalino and Lisa Amphire.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. What, which camera do we look at? Just look
0: at me. Forget okay. all the cameras. The okay. cameras are not here. Okay. I'm, I'm the fly on the wall yeah. for the rest of this week, and so just no okay. matter what's going on, pretend like no camera's running. Right. Okay. So, welcome again, because that's all part of the journey, right? I mean, getting used to all of this has got to be kind of different. Lizanne, we'll start with you on this one. Have you carried cameras with you as you've ridden before? Has this been a part of your life before, or is this all brand new?
1: Yeah, I've only ever had my phone with me before, and if I filmed any training sessions, it was just me hanging a phone off of the fence. And that's about it. I've never really been in front of the camera very often. So yeah, it's a lot to get used to. Well, Hannah, you've traveled quite a bit
0: with your your clinics and things like that. Have cameras been a part of your life already?
2: Yeah, actually, um, even right before coming here, we were filming for two weeks, like three sessions a day. And I had two cameras rolling on me at all times. I'm not like, loving the camera like all the time, you know, always there. But when I have a horse in front of me, especially, or something like that, you know, when I'm doing what I'm doing, then it's not so bad. But, uh, yeah, it's still going to take some getting used to in everyday life. You know, it's different when having the cameras on us, you know, outside of the round pin, which is going to be everything. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's
0: going to be, you'll get used to it in no time. Yeah. I, can, I can tell already today everything's getting a little bit easier, a little bit more normal. So, Lisa, cameras are a no-brainer for you. I mean, from the Equus Film and Arts Fest on, even before that, all the things that you've done. Tell, we're going to start with you. Tell us a little bit about how you're feeling right now you've done a lot of work to get things going and to to
3: get this ride started so give us a little bit of background well i'm beyond excited for tomorrow like i can't stand it i'm so excited for tomorrow for the girls to ride off of the beach because this has been it feels like forever but then it feels like so fast because I just met them the end at the very end of June at the Art of the Cowgirl Fest out in Montana with our friend Trudy Midas, who's like, oh, the girls need your help. And <laughs> Julianne knows me well enough to know that yeah. it's kind of like I can't say no when it's something like this. And you naturally fit into what our mission is at Equus Film and Arts Fest, which is the educational part of getting the horse message out. So this is opportunity. That's the president flying over. He's going to Delaware to his uh, beach house (laughs) coming from Washington, D.C. We found out that the little beach we're at happens to be the president's home away from home that he goes to. So that's why there seems to be added security at the beach for us versus just riding anywhere else. But um, when, when uh Trudy said they needed help and I met with them and started to talk with them and went okay oh boy okay we we can get this pulled together <laughs> and they wanted to do it the beginning of October and so that was okay that means we really got to work a little bit harder but then when we I started to talk to Ross Petticor who is the um, executive director of the Maryland Horse Industry Board, because, of course, Delaware's a very small state, considered to Maryland, and I knew we'd be riding right into Maryland, so I reached out to Ross right away and was like, Ross, and he's like, well, October 2nd is our, our kickoff for Maryland Horse Month, so what better way to kick off Maryland Horse Month than with the girls and their Mustangs promoting the Mustang Heritage Foundation and finding homes for five thousand Mustangs. So we move the day up the date up to tomorrow, September twenty eighth, and they'll be at Tuckahoe on October second for that event and then moving into Maryland to do some fun things in Maryland throughout the month.
0: Yeah. Well, you're going to hear the term the girls a lot over the next (laughs) year. So we're going to, we're going to move over to the girls. So tell me, Hannah, have you ridden on the beach before?
2: I have uh, a few times. I rode in the beach on the beach uh, with one of my first Mustangs I trained. It was literally just for a photo op though, Uh, just to say I did it. But, uh, I actually had the, had the great, uh, honor and privilege to get to travel to New Zealand um with some of my friends the Wilson sisters and uh they let me ride some of their horses uh on on the beach and man that was that was a dream come true to get to ride on those gorgeous beaches and it was it was quite a trip so I really enjoyed that but other than that this will be the first time on on these horses right right how about you listening? I've
1: never ridden a horse on the beach before. Wow! Yeah, before. I've surfed in like three different oceans, but I've never ridden a horse on the beach. So it'll be a first for me. I'm really excited. Well, I'll tell you, I have a little mare that we rode on the beach years and years ago. And as as you the tide, the water comes
0: in, the wave goes out. She would try to stay at the edge of the wave, and so we thought we were drunk by the time we'd gone a hundred yards down the beach. So. Hopefully that won't happen with the Mustangs. I know you're excited. So so stick with you, Lisanne. Tell me about how the two of you met. Tell me the first time you ever saw Hannah. What was going on?
1: Well, it would have been through Facebook. So... Back in 2014, we had both entered into the same Extreme Mustang makeover competition. And at that time, the makeover competitions, you didn't get to select your horse at all. You just showed up at a facility and they threw a random horse in your trailer. And then you took off and luckily there was a Facebook group started just for us trainers to kind of interact and share stories and maybe tips and tricks of, what was going on and Hannah was doing some really cool things with Liberty stuff and I knew like when I went to the competition like I wanted to meet her in person because i had been following her stuff online through that group and so yeah I made it a point when I went to the competition to reach out and met her I was really happy I was sad uh, her competition horse actually had to drop out of that comp competition for something but hannah still came to the show and showed up and did a demonstration with one of her other mustangs there so i'm happy it all worked out that way it's kind of crazy that we got that lucky yeah definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah so, hannah,
2: do you remember the first time you ever saw
0: lizanne where,
2: yeah. where were you yeah uh so yeah, yeah my my first or it wasn't my first makeover horse but it, the horse for that makeover it just wasn't a hundred day horse and you know i was really on the fence of whether i would still go or not but thank goodness <laughs> thank goodness i did otherwise we might not have met um but yeah i the biggest thing i remember about Lasanne, it was really cool uh lisanne, i think it was even after the makeover because during the makeover everyone's so busy everyone's kind of in the zone i think it was like between like the announcement of the finalist or something like that but lisanne was just chilling on finn uh her her big black mustang mm-hmm. and she was in a war bridle so it's just a piece of leather that goes in the horse's mouth but there's nothing else on him and i'm like oh that's so cool i've never seen one in person But I think she had done some writing in it um, and, you know, posted it on Facebook. And I was like, oh, that's so neat. And I think I we went up and I I might have talked to her. I don't remember the conversation necessarily. But I think I think we introduced ourselves to each other. Just like, hey, like, I know you, but I don't know you. (laughs) Here I am meeting in person finally. And yeah, we kind of kept in contact ever since that's awesome yeah I mean, that's
0: the impression that i have i've seen the pictures of you standing on the back of your horse and it's this fearless <laughs> you know facebook fearless thing yeah so i wondered if it was she was doing something dramatic the first time you ever saw
2: <laughs> yeah i, I would call, call that pretty them. dramatic i mean not a, not everybody would be willing to be on their you know 100 day mustang and nothing but a war bridle. so I, I thought it was pretty impressive yeah, I think the photo I shared on Facebook
1: was, uh, I had ridden that horse, I had broken my arm during that competition, not because of him, I'm just a bit of a blonde, and I walked into a sprinkler, and I fractured my wrist, uh. and, uh, yeah, so I, like, had this cast steel on, but I ended up riding him in a parade, he had only been 70 days out of the wild, bareback, and in a war bridle, in my cast, and he was just awesome for it all, so... Yeah, I figured if he can handle that, if he could handle going to the show and all of that, so... So why Mustangs? Why Mustangs? That That's a great question. Um, I grew up with quarter horses and paint horses and wasn't really, like, ever involved with the desert rats or ever looked at one, and then in college, I was pretty broke and looking to ride anything that I could put a little bit of food on the table with, and... I was able to, one of my clients had a Mustang mare that she wanted me to start training to ride and that little mare, she was awesome. Like she just trusted me so much and anything I asked of her, like if I showed her the way, like she would just dive in for it. And I was, I thought that was so cool. And like everything I had ever known as a kid growing up, I was like, wow, these horses are really great. And then I was told, my client told me to watch Wild Horse Wild Ride that's about the extreme mustang makeover competition and i came back the next day after having watched it and i was like oh my gosh i really want to do this and she's like i figured you would have and like she had already printed out the application and filled out a referral and then she had already talked to one of my other clients she was like she'll fill out the other referral for you and i was like all right we're locked in and then I got Finn and he was just so awesome. He was eating out of my hand the very first night and my client's hands the first night. Like, he's just been such like a stellar guy all the whole time. Uh, I will say the next Mustang I got, she was really hard. I didn't touch her for the first two months. Didn't ride her for two years. And I think if that had been my first Mustang, I might feel a little differently. So I, I owe a lot to my my Mustang Finn and Callie. I was actually able to acquire the very first Mustang I ever rode and interacted with. She's in my herd now, too. So yeah, and ever since then, like, I just feel like once you get that trust, they're willing to do and try anything for you. Like, they really... It's a bond with them. Like I haven't had any experience with any other horse ever before. So, have you had the same experience,
0: Hannah? I mean, or has it been? Have you had any that were really tough?
2: Oh man, yeah. I was really (laughs) kind of similar. Like I was really like you know thankful I got three really. I'll call them pretty easy horses like my first and I was only 17 when I when I started uh, next year will be 10 years that I've been involved in the Mustangs which is really exciting that wasn't planned uh, but a cool way to celebrate 10 years with with these amazing horses but uh, yeah my first three were super easy going and I'm like oh yeah I can do this I can be a Mustang trainer and then Rosette came into my life and Zuko uh the one that I got for uh the same Nampa, Idaho 2014. And then I got another one the next year that was really, really challenging. And, you know, at that point I was like 50, 50, you know, and, uh, you know, it was, it was good because it pushed me to become better. Uh, had I just continued to get those easier ones, my horsemanship would have never improved, but, I mean, at the time, it didn't feel great. I'm like, oh, I don't know anything about training horses anymore. Uh, but you know, it pushed me to go and study and 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 uh, intern under people. And um, yeah, like. I mean, now I'm riding one of these horses that was super challenging and took a couple years to really get her quieted down where I could handle her like a normal horse. I think it was like three and a half months in or four months I was haltering her, uh, which is pretty crazy. I'm generally haltering in that first week. Uh, so uh, for her to be that tough was, was, you know, but to see her now, like that, this is a horse I would have never imagined I'd be doing anything like this with, you know, at one point. So I think that's really cool. And I mean, for me, one thing, you know, really amazing about the Mustangs is they are that blank slate. Um, I really, like, love working with that clean slate. And um, last night we were working here with, um, there's a Mustang here who has a little bit of handling, but not, not a lot. And, you know, I was just talking with the guy. He's like, yeah, the most exciting thing is, like, learning more about them and who they are. And I'm like, yeah, it's like having a, a box of chocolate, you know. You don't know what this horse is about. And so, like, peeling away the fear and the layers is just such a rewarding experience to, to see that horse really bloom into their like potential. Um, so that's one thing that's really rewarding. You know, it might take, a long time to get there, but, uh, it, it's a, it's a lovely like process, you know, and, and, and so rewarding to see, um, see the horses progress. And, um, I think something else, um, especially the, the more difficult ones, uh, they just teach us so much self-awareness. Um, I mean, for me, if I, I've had some horses so difficult, if I wear a different color jacket, if I like shift my shoulder wrong, like every little thing they're paying attention to. So they've taught me like so much self-awareness, um, just like what am I signaling to the horse? Uh, because very rarely is it the horse's fault that something happens. It's, it's usually we did something. And so like, you know, going back and reassessing ourselves. Um, ourselves and like what what did we do to you know cause that reaction and and kind of taking a step back and breaking things down Um, that's been a really neat part of the process of, of especially with the wild ones and the ones that are a little bit more challenging.
0: So I mean that makes me wonder how much do you go back and research where the ones that you end up with do you find out where they came from do you know which herd they were in is that part of what you do or do you like that blank slate you don't want to know any of that?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I always, I generally always know where the horse comes from, which I mean, there's beauty into maybe not knowing and not having that preconceived notion of like, oh, this herd's going to be easy. I kind of go, you know, in it with like a grain of salt. Like, you know, I'm just, I like to know the history, but that horse has that opportunity to prove me wrong. Um, I'm not going to go in with, um, I mean, one of the herds I, I work uh, heavily with is the Sulphur Utah Mustangs. I've worked nine Sulphurs, uh, now and they generally have a, more bad reputation for being hot, sensitive horses. They're like the Arabians of the Mustang uh, community, I, I but I'm riding one and he's my first one. Um, and uh, I, I really love the horses. About a third have been really challenging. A third have been kind of intermediate. And then a third have been like so easy a youth could have gentled them. So, um, you know, it's kind of fun. That's the most uh, I've gentled from uh, like most pool of horses uh, from one herd and it was fun to kind of compare and see them all. But I, I let them prove to me like what they're all about. Um, I don't like to go in with too much, you know, they're going to tell me what they're about. I'm going to give them that chance to tell me. (laughs) Yeah. I also have a theory like where my horses come from, like, so Finn's
1: from like the desert in Nevada. And so like you can see danger coming from a long ways away and you have a lot of time to react to that. And so like, there's just like a lower, Lower vibe. He's just a lot more chill about life, whereas like my one mare that was super reactive, she came out of the mountains of Wyoming where there's actually like a high cougar, um, mountain lion population, and so I mean like around any tree or underneath, like you could be attacked at any time, and so like she just like had like more self awareness, and was just a lot more quick to react. Whereas Finn was like, it it would take him a minute to like decide to react, but I think like knowing that environment of like where they actually came from, like in my book, like it does make a difference. But like Hannah said, I mean, she's had nine different horses from the same herd area, so. Who knows? It's just a theory of mine, because my Wyoming (laughs) ones have been a
2: little bit more difficult than my Nevada ones, so I don't know. I think there's definitely something to it, though, that horse, Zuko, that I wasn't able to compete with. I think they call them, like, timber mustangs or something, and half of the herd was actually on the plains, and those are the easier ones. Everyone was like, oh, those horses from that herd are so great, and I was like, great. Like, I'm excited, and he was so reactive. I mean, I I was still learning a lot, too, at the time, and, uh, you know, so it was kind of a learning phase. I'm sure things might have been a little differently had I had them now. But I mean, I'm like, oh, I got the one that came from the woods, I feel like. (laughs) So I think there's definitely something to that. So with all those different personalities, how
0: nerve wracking is it going to be to take the step off the beach and to get on the road and and go into the unknown with them? I mean, Lucien, what do you think? Are you worried at
1: all about how they'll react to this? Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't lie about that. Like, I'm riding a horse that I never in a million years thought that I'd be riding across America. Uh, he he he's a good boy. Like, he has to work really hard to get a B passing grade. <laughs> uh Maybe maybe not the brightest horse around, but he tries really hard and I really I really enjoy that about him, but he does look and watch things and he's actually from that horse that Hannah was talking about that she's really excited to be riding about across the country that was really difficult for her and took four months to halter. Uh, they're actually from the same herd. We don't know like what the chances are of that, but um they're from the same herd and I mean he he can be reactive in the past like, uh, I will say I watched him break a guy's collarbone one time. Like I was, I was the one in the vehicle driving and he, the guy, there was someone else riding him. And we came down the road and I came around a corner and I spooked him and he just like turned so fast that the guy lost and like just fell and hit his collarbone. And so, I mean, I witnessed that in front of me. And then I took this horse on a 27 mile ride with some girls that are riding the Continental Divide Trail and we were along a road, and, like, semis were passing us so close, like, you could touch them, and they were only, seven, like, going 70 miles per hour. And he was perfectly fine, but it was really interesting. Like, I want to get to know my horse a little bit better because, like, I've given my heart horse up. Like, the one that I was doing all the cool things, he's going to the videographer. And so, like, I don't really know this horse, so I reached out to an animal communicator to, like, see if she could, like, help me with, with everything. And she actually told me that he told her... He that he knows that I'm concerned about him in traffic after watching everything, and that he's fine. And I was like, "Well, I see that, but like, I need to convince myself." But like, it was just him like reassuring me again that like he really is okay. And so, yeah. And then we have this wild mule that I'm supposed a mule to, staying. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that I'm supposed to be leading through everything. Through everything. And, and so, yeah. yeah we, we Hannah and I were, we're doing, doing a lot of talking, like with like me traveling so much this summer all over the place like I didn't get the chance to really work with any of the horses and like she was super busy with filming different things and working with students that and training and taming a whole bunch of other mustangs and finding them homes that we really didn't get the chance to work with our own horses like we really thought we would and so it is a little bit nerve-wracking to be here and we're we're already making plans to adapt Uh, we might ride the first couple days just on our riding horses and pick up our pack animals a little bit later like we are super lucky to have the support that we do um, where we're able to kind of put a lot of our excess gear in a trailer and a truck that'll follow us from stop to stop. So we are lucky to like have the support to have the flexibility to be as safe as possible. So that's that that's a little bit more comforting with, with all of the unknowns happening. <laughs> and there, there are things you work on along the way, for sure, that
0: you can't even foresee, I'm sure. Oh, so. yeah.
3: Yeah, it's all part
1: of the adventure. Yeah, yeah.
3: Three, 365 so. days of adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's Speaking been my whole life. That,
0: Lisa, you have been putting in the hours to get everything pulled together and sponsors and all the rest of it. And, listen, I know you're the one organizing sort of where you're going, the logistics of the ride, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like Lisa's the captain of the ship right now, and, like, I'll, I'll adjust some rigging on the sails and... But uh, Yeah, we're, we're super grateful and thankful to have her for sure. <laughs> yeah, we, we need some guidance in life. There's a, lot, there's a large learning curve on multiple fronts they, right now. There's so many people out there to support um, that
3: once they find out about the project are so willing to come on board and say, oh, my gosh, yeah, I'll get involved. Like the War Horse Endurance Project. Who would have thought we would have been able to get, get a, a, a virtual ride And people are already putting their miles in, which has to make you guys feel so excited because even after the year, after that is up, that ride now will be continuous in honor of the Mustangs, in honor of your 5,000-mile ride, Mustang Discovery ride. So there's something that's kind of going to be there forever. So already, you know, you're making an impact. You're making... When you do things... And involve everyone and make everyone feel like they can come along and be part of it, which is what's fabulous about this. is Not only are we going to have videographers who've been with Equus before riding along with you and helping to tell the, tell the story, people can ride with you. People can come and join. People can join virtually. They can come ride along with you, alongside of you, all the way across the country and with the different horse councils and organizations that have already been reaching out. Like, I'm pretty sure you're going to be escorted all the way along uh, across Kansas and Missouri. And in Illinois, we have 22 veterans who, who have committed to ride with you across the state of Illinois to honor the 22 veterans that commit suicide every day. The, the Just the power of that takes this to to another level. It's not, it's no longer just the story about finding homes for 500 Mustangs. Now we're showing people what those Mustangs can do. They can work with veterans. They can work with prisons. I have an email today that came in from the prison program in um, Kansas that wants to make sure that we get involved with them because they want to, they want to be part of this. That's really cool. So, you know, from, from the saddle sponsors to to snack sponsors to water sponsors uh, people are coming on to help you guys all the way across and then the name of the group that we we met up with the first mustang group they did delaware horse council so they're hitting the first horse council in the first state they're riding with they did an event with them yesterday and then the Del, the delaware mustang and Borough association is helping them out with loaning them their trailer and it's actually
1: the american mustang and Borough association it's a national yeah so yeah they're just the head chapter and they're the and they're the only ones in
3: delaware doing mustangs right so So they they're helping these girls right away
1: even before the ride started we're around. actually staying on a place right now where he has nine of his own Mustangs, and that's all. That's all he has around here is nothing but Mustangs, which is, is really cool. Fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, so just spread that message. And tomorrow, when you
3: ride off on the beach, we have Sue Ann Wells Ch- Girls Choir from the, their Mustang Leadership Program singing the national anthem as you're going to ride off on the beach. I, I mean, and, the, and now they've come up with a song called Mustang Girls, oh. which is another really cool <laughs> song. So it, it just is going to keep going. And Julianne, last week with her students at school to talk about the bill that's in front of Congress right now, the H.R. 4878, mm-hmm. which is about the Ma- American Discovery Trail getting it part of the national trail system. So it's... It's gone from this one little idea that when we talked about it in, in Ju- at the end of June, when Jacqueline first got to meet you, who she had no idea when she did the beautiful little interview that's on Equus TV right now, like, kaboom,
0: here we are. Well, I think that's the exciting thing. Jacqueline Taylor is here right now representing Equus TV, and she will be along with you for, what, the first three weeks, Jacqueline? So two weeks. And I mean you talk about I will be living vicariously through you and through you because we can't all just get out and go, but to be able to watch and see it's what happens a lot of sacrifice. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's what I wondered. I mean, you've got lives at home that you're leaving behind for a year or more. Who takes care of all your animals while you're gone?
1: Yeah, I have my critters spread out all over the place. Uh, My dad's watching my other dog. My aunt and uncle are watching a couple of my cats. I have two horses in Wyoming. I have a donkey in one part of Montana. I have a horse in another part of Montana. I have two horses in Washington. Hannah and I co-own another mule that's also in Washington. And, like, so, like, I've spread everything out all over the country. And thankfully, like, again, we just have, like, amazing family and friends that are willing to, like, help support take care of things back at home well that support that you
0: just mentioned i love just reading and hearing you say that now that there are other girls or other people riding these other trails and you're loaning horses loaning mules that the support that y'all have for each other that's a camaraderie a family of mustang lovers really and so um from at least like you said from those big huge sponsorship hundred thousand dollars and all that to the power of one with just uh, one person given $5 through a ride. It makes all of us feel like we're, we're right along supporting. So it's pretty exciting. So what else, is there anything else that you want us to know before you start off? For This is our first podcast. We're going to catch up with you a lot. And Lisa, you mentioned my students. We'll be yes. zooming in and, and doing some arts integration lessons that go along with this. We'll be podcasting along the way. But this is the before the ride. Is there anything we should know?
2: With writing? My experience with writing. Oh, goodness. Okay. Okay, Putting me on the spot. (laughs) Okay. Well, so we have Fearless over here, (laughs) and (laughs) then we joke. I'm fearful, so <laughs> I'm not the brave one. Uh, this is totally out of my comfort zone, but I think it's good for people to, you know, relate to. Um, I mean, I think say a lot in. more people relate to <laughs> Hannah's story than mine. Probably. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm a Liberty trainer, which means that, yeah, I do bareback and bridalist work, which is a little nerve wracking in itself, but, um, and I tame wild Mustangs, but I also um You know, I prefer to work with my horses on the ground. I really, I'm not even like a big time trail rider, which might make some people really sad. I mean, we were with a lovely group yesterday who were just so in love with, uh, trail riding and everything. Um, but when I you know, for me, I like working in the arena and, you know, it's a situation, an area that's a little bit more controlled and there's not so many variables to be aware, you know, working through and things like that. And then I like to take my horses out on the trail, kind of to cool them off and to reward them. And, uh, I haven't really spent a lot of time on the trails and, you know, I live in Montana where I don't, it's normally just me who rides unless my students are around. So like, I just don't go off into the woods by myself. Uh, we've, you know, bears and mountain lions and all kinds of things. Um, so yeah, and, uh, I'm not exactly the bravest rider, but at the same time, like having a purpose and motivation behind it, I'm really stepping out of my comfort zone to do something that I never imagined I would do. Um, it's still kind of sinking in a little bit, I think, but, um, I, I just really wanted to push myself, self-growth, push my horsemanship. Um, I think, Another factor that's really inspiring this is that Everyone wants to think, oh, like you must have such a strong bond with your Mustangs or you must have such a strong bond with your horses, y- you know, not just gentling them, but also doing liberty. And I still feel like something's missing um, in my relationship with my horses. I really just miss being with them and and things like that. You know, I used to read to my Mustangs if I couldn't touch them that I would just read to them <laughs> um, and things like that. And so I'm really excited to like have such a personal relationship where we're spending every day uh together and um i mean it's really kind of stepping back kind of like our, you know, ancestors, you know, the same with the Mustangs. I mean, we're starting on the east and heading west and uh, traveling with these amazing animals. And um, it, it's kind of uh, amazing what this journey has kind of come into. Um, I also hadn't camped a lot. I think our promo video that we shot in April was uh, my second time that I can remember camping. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I but I'm excited. Like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, there's been a lot, I've been researching a lot of camping gear. It took me like five or six days to dwell on which tent I was going to buy. And, um, it was quite nerve wracking, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of fun to be learning as, as we go, but also to see everything come together. And I'm just like super excited to, um, really be able to, uh, yeah, hopefully just Some support. Dog knows you need... <laughs> She's like, I know you're nervous. <laughs> Um, yeah, but just to be able to have uh, the opportunity to, to do something that I never thought I would do and, and really see um, how how this kind of common goal comes together to also help Mustangs along the way. So I'm right really excited about that. Bye. Right, Bye. exactly.
3: We've already got some findings. Yeah, I was going to say
2: my partner, Bruce, is going
3: right. to be we one, one of those, who are wanna one be of those trip, people. Tip
4: trainers, mm-hmm. trip trainers <laughs>
3: over the, you know, even before you guys are off the beach, that's, to me, The message is getting out there if it's just before you're even off the beach. The other thing I wanted to mention, um, for people who are going to be kind of following and watching this, go watch The Caravan, the documentary The Caravan. Go watch Unbridled. Unbranded? I mean, well, and Unbridled, Unbridled too. Unbridled talks about um, a little bit of what we were talking about with um, abusers and Mm -hmm. sexual... um, Exploitation of Young Women. That's another film that they use horses in therapy with that. So um, we've had these these films have been part of the Equus Film Festival. Wind Eaters and Wild, um, Wild Ride, Wild Horses. These are all really good documentaries to watch and get an idea about what is going to be unfolding for the next 12 months with the girls and the documentary that'll get made and the, the stories that'll get told. And well, even
2: you had mentioned, uh, like, uh, the endurance, uh, horse uh, our partnership with them. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that four years or three years after the ride, people will still be logging in their yeah. 5,000 miles. Yeah. And I just went in on Facebook today and I see my friend, one of my friends is already like 20 something miles. I'm like, man, she's already got more miles it down than, than we do. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's
3: the power of one, the power of Facebook, yeah. which mm-hmm. is is so great to get the message out there. But the power of the internet, it connects when Ben did unbranded, unbranded oh yeah yeah unbranded when ben <laughs> did unbranded there was people could start to follow but not at the level that you guys have and and the ability to every day people will be able to see where you're at they'll be able to say hey can we come right along um you'll be pretty connected All the way across the country with with people who want to support you and ride with you and be part of this this is epic you know this is two young women girl girl power and a lot of female filmmakers and a lot of people who are stepping up to help you get this out there and across the country 5,000 miles there's those that are saying oh well they can't do that well I am here to tell you, you girls will do that. You'll get you'll yeah. get across the country, and in a year when we're sitting close to the beach, we'll be in Napa. We'll be having a glass of wine yeah. in the I'm on the last part of your one. ride, You're, and we'll be saying, "Okay, they're going to the beach tomorrow, and they're going to hit touch." touch the Pacific the Ocean all the way across the country with the that they've traveled yeah. with these Mustangs and the Mule Stang. And the mule stang. So thing, yeah. um, yes. And I have a donkey that's arriving and yeah, the two donkey weeks. will be arriving. Yeah. It's just it's the it's the power of positive when people when people come together and want to do something that's positive and we will find homes for more Mustangs and they're gonna probably know what to do with, so and so I look forward to following along with this journey
0: and seeing where things go. And I think on our next episode, we need to, to meet all the animals. So that's going, to be, that's going to be our goal. So tune in for episode two to get to meet all the, all the babies. All right. So, Lisa, Thank is there
3: anything man. else?
0: Yes, yeah, sure, no, sure. Is, anything so, else? So Where can nice. people go to find out more?
3: They can find, find out more, more on www.mustangdiscovery.com. Mm-hmm. They can go on to the Mustang Discovery uh, Facebook page. Uh, you'll find my number. You can always email me. You can always reach out and call me. You can contact me. You can go to equisfilmfestival.net. To find um, more. There'll be a page for the girls. So you can reach out to me and I'll make sure that we connect you wherever the girls are, whatever part of the country they're in. And we'll we'll make it happen.
0: And JA Media Productions yes. will be starting
3: our docu-series
0: filmmaking yep. quest. And so anybody infectious. wants to follow along with that, we're, we're excited. Very excited. So... Girls, I guess you've got a lot to do today, tonight, tomorrow. So we're going to let you go with that and um, look forward to seeing you on the beach in a few hours.
1: Yeah, sounds good. We'll see you in a little
4: bit. Oh, say can you.